0: Welcome to Percolating Perspective Podcast, your podcast to offer you some perspective on America and the Western way of life. I'm your host, Gord Michael Porter. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I do not take your attendance lightly, and I do not take your listening lightly. We have a extraordinarily exciting show for you today. We're going to be hitting a wide range of topics. We're going to be talking about true American freedom and liberty and what that means. We're going to offer a little bit of opinion on the, the events that transpired in Atlanta over the weekend. If you don't know what I'm talking about, take some time to go take a look at that and 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 educate yourself a little bit. Um, we are also going to be giving you uh, a story at the end of the show that you are going to absolutely love. It is one of my favorites so far please stick around for that. With that, we're going to get into it. I'm your host again, Gordon Muck All right, today's drip. You are going to think I'm nuts, and I might be, but today's drip is McDonald's McCafe. You heard me right. We are sipping on McDonald's coffee. And if you've never done it, you are only doing yourself a disservice. McDonald's coffee is, there's a reason they sell billions of cups every year. Probably, I honestly believe, I need to look this up because I'm sure it's true. Um, But I think McDonald's probably sells more coffee than Starbucks. Um, And if they don't, then I'm going to start buying some more McDonald's coffee. But it is just a wonderful cup of coffee. It's flavorful. It it's it does not leave you lacking. You can drink it black. You drink it with sugar cream or whatever. It's just a really good cup of coffee. It's one of my absolute favorites. So, um, swing by if you are on your road on the on the road this morning heading to work. If there's a McDonald's between where you are at right now and your place of work, treat yourself. Get a cup of coffee from McDonald's. Don't add sugar and creamer and all that. Just drink it black. And I promise you, you're gonna love it. So with that, let's get started with what we're going to talk about today, and that is a true American freedom and liberty. All right, in the Declaration of Independence, we have talked about that and beat that horse to death, but we're going to talk about it uh, a little more today, but not in depth, Um, but we find that we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights. Um, We've already discussed that. It says that, quote, among these, end quote, implying that there are more than just life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, but those three are listed. Um, We again discussed at length the first is the right to life. The founders believed that the right to life was the most sacred, and without it, all the rest were just a mute point. But the second listed there is life. I'm sorry, uh, the second to life is liberty. The founders recognized probably the most famous right and misunderstood right of them all, the right to liberty. And what do I mean by misunderstood? I mean that in modern society, the right to liberty means anarchy. In the modern misinterpretation, it means that a woman's so-called liberty is more important than the right to, to the life of a precious child. The right to liberty, again, it really is probably the most abused and mischaracterized right of all the rights recognized by our government. But what does liberally act, liberty actually mean, and what do the founders intend by liberty? After all, in order to defend something, as we endeavor to do on this podcast, we must define our terms. In his infamous pamphlet, The Crisis, or as we often refer to it, The American Crisis, Thomas Paine says this, What we obtain too cheaply we esteem too lightly. Ain't that the truth? It is dearness only that gives everything its value. Heaven knows how to put a proper price upon its goods, and it would be strange indeed if so celestial an article as freedom should not be highly rated. Celestial there meaning uh, heavenly or something related to heaven, such as stars. We call those celestial bodies. They are in heaven. So Thomas Paine, you know, the atheist that believes in a physical place called heaven, states here that freedom or liberty is a celestial article, meaning that freedom is not an idea devised by men. It is not given to society by men. Therefore, it cannot be removed by men or society. If liberty or freedom then is not an idea created on earth by men, that means it is a perfect idea if executed per the author. Well, who is the author of such a celestial article as Freedom? Well, if you've listened to this podcast more than one episode, uh, and possibly even if you just listened to one episode, you'll know that all rights recognized by our United States government, uh, you know, the U.S. Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, Bill of Rights, they are given to us by God, and they are, can be found in the Bible pretty readily. And um, Exodus chapter 20, again, talking about freedom, the right to freedom here. uh, Exodus chapter 20, again, we've hit on this a few times. This chapter, uh, God gives Moses the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai. And that verse says that, uh, let's see here, I'm going to open my Bible. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Interestingly, interestingly, here, God didn't say, I am the Lord your God that created you in all the heavens and the earth. He didn't say, I am the Lord your God. You must follow these items or I'll destroy you. Both, by the way, great reasons that God could have given, uh, but he didn't. Uh, he st- instead showed them that they, he gave them their freedom. God says, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. God says here, I gave you your freedom. I gave you your liberty, and here's what I expect you to do in return. So, here in this verse, we clearly see two things. Uh, One, being God gives us liberty directly, from his own hand. And two, God's version of freedom isn't freedom from morality or civility. In fact, quite the opposite. Uh, God makes it clear here that liberty or freedom is only possible with, li- with morals and a clear set of rules to live by. In this case that we're reading about in Exodus, the Ten Commandments. God has given our nation freedom and liberty directly from his own hand. And we are seeing in real time the results of a lack of morality. Uh, and in fact, if you were paying attention Saturday night, um, we had Antifa show up again in Atlanta and they started throwing rocks through windows, destroying businesses, burning cop cars, trying to kill cops, and they claim to want freedom. However, what they are demanding, in a similar way to an undisciplined toddler, would be a distorted version of freedom. They are domestic terrorists. Let's make no bones about it. Anifa, Black Lives Matter Incorporated, the Occupy, Occupy Movement, they are domestic terrorists demanding a perverted form of freedom that isn't freedom at all. And make no mistake, if Antifa or any of these other terrorist groups were to achieve their version of quote-unquote freedom, it would be a tyranny that would only, rival, or would only be rivaled by hell itself. The Antifa version of freedom is completely devoid of morals, which is why they're defecating on police cars and setting fire to the city. There's no morality behind that. Which, really, freedom of devoid of morals is tyranny by rule of an armed majority and we're seeing that american freedom true american freedom is based on the holy bible and almighty god antifa's version of freedom kills police officers destroys businesses and seeks to erase any semblance of individuality the right to freedom as given by god contains several things but a few of these things are recognized in the bill of rights for example, in the first Amendment we have the freedom of religion, the freedom of speech, the freedom to um the freedom of the press, freedom to petition the government with the redress of grievances, the freedom to to peaceably assemble. We have the second amendment, the right to uh the freedom to keep and bear arms against a tyrannical form of government, or it's not even just against tyrannical government, it's keep and bear arms point in the story. Uh but that's just a few. There's also the Third Amendment, which is Uh, freedom to privacy the right to privacy which is keep you know the third amendment is uh really the third and fourth amendment are both regarding privacy but keeping troops out of your home and keeping um unwarranted searches and seizures of your papers um but freedom uh as granted by god is the freedom to conduct yourself within the confines of the bible and the confines of the united states constitution which was built on the back of the bible All men are created equal with an equal right to freedom. If the United States could be defined around the world, if you were to stop anybody on the street and anywhere in the world, I believe that the one word that we could define America by would be freedom. Uh, We must defend that God-given right, but we must know that that God-given right is to defend it. And do not let the anarchist wings of our society, whether that's the Libertarian Party or Whatever it is, try to cloud your understanding of liberty either. Anarchy is anarchy, no matter the intent behind it. And to quote Doc Hudson, if you find yourself going hard enough right, you're going to find yourself going left. And understand that freedom is freedom uh, with adherence to moral principles and precepts. And, you know, before we say that these ideas are just old, stuffy Puritan concepts... It's important to remember that these old stuffy Puritan ideas brought liberty for all men, not just Christians. Freedom is a gift from God, and as a result, we must worship God to obtain true liberty in our nation once again. The Puritans and the Puritan ideas that they gave us were, you know, we spent a hundred years turning our backs on them, saying they're old and stuffy and they're, you know, akin to high-button shoes and puffy shirts. But in reality, the Puritan ideas gave us society, the, a free society. And all these cowards and weenies that are running around burning cities and, and pooping on police cars, the only, the only reason they have the ability to do that is because of the old hokey ideas of the Puritans saying that every man has a right to, uh, say, what he, to say his piece. Now, they also have a right to the consequences of their their actions, which is exactly, God bless Atlanta PD, they got exactly what they needed, which was zip tie handcuffs around the back and a foot in the face. But, you know, you have a right to do, you know, to speak your mind and, you know, do all that. You don't have a right to destroy businesses. You don't have a right to to spit in the face of authority. You can do it. But you also have a right to the consequences, which, in, you know, in my opinion, the garbage that happened in, in Atlanta on Saturday deserves nothing less than life in prison. Absolutely not. They, that is, you want to talk about insurrection, we've been hearing that word being tossed around like a pancake over the past two years, over essentially nothing. That, what happened in Atlanta, among really the entire summer of 2020, that is insurrection. Make no bones about it. All right, one last story, and I will leave you with it for the week. In 1888, uh, Israel Balin was born in Tyumen, Siberia, which was then a part of the Russian Empire. Israel and his family would flee from the Russian Empire to make their journey to the United States in search of true God-given freedom. Israel and his family, as many Jews were, were subject to random acts of cruelty and rejection, even having their home burned to the ground by European anti-fascists, we'll call them, while Israel was very young. In fact, one of his earliest memories was watching his home burned to the ground while he sat on a blanket out front. After a long and arduous journey from Siberia, Israel and his family arrived at Ellis Island in New York City on September 14th of 1893. His father, Moses, began work in a kosher meat shop giving Hebrew lessons to whomever would take a lesson to support Israel and his mother and his seven siblings. At eight years old, Israel began to take advantage of the new world and the God-given freedom that the United States had to offer and began delivering newspapers to help out his father. While out on route one day, Israel stopped to watch a ship in the harbor leave for China. He became so affixed on the magnificence of the vessel that he couldn't see a uh, crane swinging that would knock him into the water below. When he was finally rescued from the river, Israel was still clenching his tiny little fist around the five cents he had earned that day. As Israel continued his paper route through New York City, he was surrounded by the music that to this day enchants the streets of the Big Apple. He began singing the songs he would hear every day out on the streets and would be tipped a few coins every now and then from passersby, which would help his family even more. His sisters began bringing home more money uh, that he w- than, than he would as he was only 14 years old at the time. And as a result, he began to feel useless and left home and took shelter with some homeless immigrant boys in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. At this point, Israel had no skills to speak of other than his ability to sing, which he picked up from his father, who is a cantor in Siberia, and from his time on the streets as a paperboy. He learned which songs really spoke to the crowd and demanded their interest and would actually begin writing songs. And at age 18, he got a job in Chinatown as a singing waiter, and he would serve drinks and try out his new songs on the defenseless customers. In his free time, Israel would learn to play piano by ear, uh, but he wouldn't learn how to read music still for decades. In 1907, Israel would publish his first song, Marie from Sunny Italy, only making 33 cents for the publishing rights. Israel, a partaker of American liberty, would have his name altered slightly on this first publication as a stage name with only his first initial and new last name, uh, reading, I, Berlin. Israel would write hundreds of songs, with hundreds being hits on the radio and in movies. In 1917, Israel was drafted into the army, where he served in World War One. He would write the song, Oh, How I Hate to Get Up in the Morning, as a nod to his time in the service. My mother actually used to sing me that song in the mornings when I was getting ready for school. And boy, did I hate getting up in the morning. He would write the music industry standards such as Blue Skies, Putting on the Ritz, and White Christmas, and many, many others. Irving Berlin, a poor, mistreated Jew boy from the Russian Empire, would go on to write a ballad to the freedom he held so dear. That ballad sat in a desk drawer for years, only to be discovered, be discovered by singer Kate Smith, which she sang on her Armistice Day special celebrating 20 years since the end of World War I. Irving Berlin's daughter, Mary, stated that this song was very personal for her father and was intended as an expression of his deep gratitude to the nation for merely, quote, allowing him, an immigrant raised in poverty, to become a successful songwriter. Irving Berlin said, quote, to me, God Bless America was not just a song but an expression of my feeling towards the country to which I owe what I have and what I am. America, freedom is sacred. True freedom takes people who would ordinarily be destined to slavery and misery and allows them to reach their fullest God-given potential with no fear of retribution. Had Irving Berlin stayed in Russia with the seeds of what would become the European anti-fascist movement, what we now refer to as Antifa, he would have no doubt had a life filled with anxiety, threats of death, and a very short life. But with true Christian moral-driven freedom, Irving Berlin would die at 101 years old as one of the most successful songwriters in history. America, I love you. Never take your freedom for granted. Never forget that true freedom and liberty only come from God. Take care.